Hello and welcome back to the TTP Tatani Talks Parsha, the year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Here in season three of officially doing the TTP, we're now keeping it to around the five to ten minute mark to keep it nice, succinct, and to the point of lessons we could try to take out from the Parsha. Of course, we have reached my favorite Parshiot in Bereshit, besides from my Bar Mitzvah Parsha all the way at the end of Vayichi. Coming to one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character in all of Sefer Bereshit, and maybe in all of Tanakh, Avraham is a fascinating character. We talked about him last week, talking about going out of the comfort, talking about the different ideas. And we come to this week where Avraham has finally, finally promised the son, the, the Malachim come to him, and there's the interesting aspect about how Hashem left out some details in order to keep the Shalom bias, in order to keep the marital harmony, even leaving out some details, if you will, and the like. And talking about the Malachim and then Avraham, you know, talks about how Avram actually told them to come in and take a little bit to eat. A little bit. And do you know what he told the people there? Some commentators say that Yishmael was visiting. That's the Na'ar in the Pasuk. He told the Na'ar to go take care of the cattle. And he told his wife Sarah to make some cakes. He told these Malachim to come have a little bit to eat. But for each one, and they weren't even a human. They were Malachim. He didn't know that, but... They didn't even eat, and he had them slaughter a whole cattle, a whole animal, just to give them the tongue, some say, and then he did cream, and he had bread, he had tons of food for them. That's the idea of Amor Ma'at Ve'aseh Harbei. Avraham is an Amor Ma'at Ve'aseh Harbei. He did so much for these people, but only told them a little bit. And that's how we're supposed to be in life. One of the main lessons to learn from Avraham is an Amor Ma'at Ve'aseh Harbei. Say little, but do much. All right, I'll cook for this family for dinner. Maybe I'll show up, and the family thinks, all right, they'll show up with one pan. I talk about this example oftentimes. When my own kids were born, Baruch Hashem, and we moved to our town, thank God we had a meal train, take them a meal, a perfect potluck, at one time or another. And I always got a little bit annoyed, a little bit upset when a person comes and they say that they'll give us dinner, and they show up with one little pan. They show up with one little thing. I know you might be strapped for time. I know it might be expensive. I know it might be difficult. So don't sign up. Don't give it to us. If you're going to go halfway, please don't do it. You can show up for a family of four, five, six with one little tray of this, one little tray of, of orzo, one little tray of rice, one little tray of noodles, one little tray of vegetables. It doesn't cut it. That's not dinner. Is that what you would give your own family for dinner? One tray, no drinks, no sides, no nothing? So for myself, when I try to cook for other families, and I really try to cook often, we try to do it. I try to go big or go home. I don't like showing up with one thing. I like to give a main chicken. I like to give a side broccoli oftentimes. I like to give something for the kids, french fries, chicken nuggets. I like to show up with a dessert, a fruit platter. I like to show up with a drink, seltzer, water. And I like to show up with plates, forks, spoons, knives, and bowls and napkins. I like it to be all inclusive. And I'll tell people we'll sign up, we'll give a meal, but we have to be and more Ma'adviya Se Harbe types of people. You know, I'm gonna cook dinner for you, Blin Eder. You show up and you give it all-inclusive. I cannot tell you how many times people were so appreciative that it was all-inclusive. Not only did Tani and his wife remember to give a main, they gave sides, they gave stuff for the kids, they gave dessert, and they made sure to give the utensils. How cool is that? You open the bag and everything is ready. I will tell you there were families that did do that, and I loved it. I really appreciate it. That's why I tried to replicate that for cooking for others. And more Ma'adfia Seharbe is really a type of lifestyle, a type of, of ability, a personality trait, type of behavior that we should have in our own lives. You say little, but you do much. You say to a person, "Let me get, I'll give you five minutes to help you, but instead you give them an hour to help them with homework, to help them with a problem, to help them with something they need. 
even involved in Jewish podcasting. You know, one of the things I try to be involved in is JewishPodcast.fm. Not only do I host, not only is my shows are my shows hosted on JewishPodcast.fm, but we're trying to get people onto our website. I'm trying to help them out. So they they text me, they call me, and I'm happy to guide them every step of the way. Not only setting it up for them, but we can make a flyer together. We can find a picture together. I can help you with a tagline, with a description. Whatever you need, feel free to message me. The idea of an Amor Ma'at Sehar be kind of a lifestyle, really is the lifestyle we learn from Avram. I even see it here in the parsha where Avram walks them out. Where do you think we learn that idea of Hachnas' Orchem? We're supposed to walk them out, Dalaramas, from Avram himself. He walks them out. He escorts them out before he goes on the way. Of course, then he hears about the Sodom situation where Hashem is going to destroy Sodom and he pleads for these Rishayim he pleads for these wicked people give me 50 give me 45 give me 40 30 10 after 10, 20 10 after 10 he stops because if there isn't even a quorum of 10 people then it's beyond reproach beyond saving and Avram feels so bad for the people he doesn't know what the end is he doesn't know what the finale is what's going to happen and he sees early in the morning he wakes up Vayash came Avraham Baboker Avram wakes up in the morning he's so troubled by what the conclusion is going to be Sodom, he has to see what happens. Of course, he sees the fire and whatever, and he sees what happens. But Avram goes above and beyond, says little, but does much. His actions speak more than his words. His actions speak more than his words. Even for Rishon, complete Rishon, Avram goes to bat for them, not just speaking a little bit, but acting, asking for 50 and 40 and 30 and 20 and 10. Of course, in next week's Parsha, We'll see really a more Ma'at Vesarebe, the opposite of Ephron, who, who is a more Harbe Ma'at, the complete opposite. Avram pays a fortune for his wife's burial plot. This is like dirt and a cave. He's paying, like in nowadays currency, like a million dollars, they say. 400 civil shek- silver shekels, paying a fortune so that he could bury his wife in the most proper, dignified manner as possible. We see that Malachim go to Lot, and even Lot learns the idea of hosting guests, and Lot wasn't really the best role model. We see what happens when he flees with his own family, his own daughters, and what happened there. But even he was able to be rubbed off by Avram. You can't live in the presence of an Avraham. You can't live in the presence of such greatness and not have an effect on you, not have something happen to you where you could learn from him, where you could, where you could take from him. Avram was someone that would take guests and take all these nafashot asher asur b'charan when he's moving in the beginning of Lech Lecha. These are people that they were able to be megayer. They're able to convert, able to bring back to Hashem, to the Torah way lifestyle, and just by brachas. And Moses serving them and talking to them, Avram with the men and Sarah with the females. And more ma'ad is a beautiful thing that we see from Avraham. And we talk about, we see how Avraham is involved in these stories. And he went and he fought in a huge, huge battle the other week just because of his nephew being involved. He didn't have to get involved, but he did. And we see that Avraham, again, his wife is captured twice. And he still prays. He still prays for the other person, you know, with Paro and Avimelech, who, stay, who takes Sarah. Even though they're, like, not really nice, they're terrible people who steal his wife, he still prays for them. He's a Navi. Hashem says, he'll pray for you. And then they have the Brisbane of Basarim. Aram has his child, and, of course, the child goes and gets bigger. And then, of course, there's the Akedah, which is the major pinnacle climax of the whole story. But there's so much to talk about. But really, the main aspect to think about as we transition this week and we think about next week, when, of course, he buys the burial for Sarah, we mentioned, the Amor Ma'at Vesein Harbei philosophy, say little and do much philosophy, is really an idea for ourselves in life. If we could think about going about our lives, think about how we could participate in our lives being say little and do much people the whole world would be better going with name assurance above and beyond the letter of the law 
above what the letter of the law says. Yes, I know you're supposed to give 10% to tzedakah, but what about giving 11%? What about 12%? Would it really kill you? And I'm not talking about people who are in major debt, major credit card debt like us and many other people out there. you got to talk to your LOR, your local Orthodox rabbi, what works for you. But giving $1,000 on a, on a $10,000 check, what about giving $1,005? What about giving $1,020? Will it be so harmful to give that extra $10, that extra $15? You say to people, I'll give 10 minutes of my time to tzedakah. What about 20 minutes? What about 30 minutes? Going above and beyond the letter of the law? Being someone who says little and does, does much, going beyond the letter of the law, going above and beyond, saying little but doing much is really a great philosophy, really is a great outlook for life. And we could learn it from Avraham, who had so many examples. And not only did he open his house to guests, but he went above and beyond. He was such a say little, do much person that literally he had four entryways for people to come. His tent was open on four sides, north, south, east, and west, that anybody could come. You know, you talk about people having open house policy, open door policy. Do they have four doors open on all sides of their house? I don't think so. But Avram can teach us to say little and do much. The say little, do much philosophy is what we should have in our life and go above and beyond the letter of the law. Doing what we can, more mitzvahs, more chesed, more Torah learning, how much more wonderful will the whole world be if we could keep such a mindset and ma involved and we can learn this from Avraham, the great character in this Parsha and the great character for life. Join us next time as we talk one more Parsha, God willing, about Avraham here on the TTP where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.